Welcome to Support After Abortions podcast. My name is Nathan Masirian, and I'll be hosting a dedicated series called Men Healing from Trauma. In our culture, men are not validated who've experienced trauma through miscarriage, pregnancy loss, or even abortion. Through this series, you'll hear firsthand experiences. You'll also hear from clergy, clinicians, and experts in the field of healing to provide practical ways that both men and women can heal from the impact of abortion. Welcome to Support After Abortions Healing Podcast. This is the series focused on helping men unravel the roots of trauma. And this particular uh, episode is the third in a three-part series with Janine Marone, our board president of Support After Abortion. Janine, you have been walking us through the last two episodes about what is consumer research? What are the four research studies that you've led and helped us as a team understand? And our second episode, we went very deep into the takeaways for the men's consumer-based research. With all of these facts and figures in your heart and in your mind, how has this research impacted you? How have you internalized what you see in the landscape for healing in America? Well, thank you, Nathan, because it has been two years and I am kind of a numbers person, but if these numbers can't affect anybody emotionally, they certainly have affected me. Hmm. The fact that that we've done the four studies, it's been over two years and, and most recently with the men, I can't help but compare what the men said versus the women. Women who have been impacted by abortion said that about a quarter of the time that they have been adversely impacted and they will look for help after abortion versus the 70% of the time for men. And this is telling me, well, why is that? Because in the case of the men, what we've learned from the research is that they, they weren't part of the decision. In many cases, they didn't want it. If you read the verbatims, they, they even talk about the mother of the child killing their child. We hear these words and, they, and we don't like them normally when, we, when we're in front of a and an abortion facility, but this is what the reality for a man who's been impacted by abortion is experiencing on his own. And then we look at women. The women that have had abortions also are likely to have adverse effect, but they, after having it, they are, they're pushing that experience down so that they don't have to relive it and experience it again. These things are coming out of the research in just multitudes. The likelihood of men wanting help after abortion and it not mattering whether it comes from a, a faith-based or not faith-based women, not so much. They'd rather be non-faith-based. Why is that? Well, because of the alienation, the, their own self-condemnation, or perhaps the condemnation that they're going to feel from the church that they go to. Men, on the other hand, are saying, I wanted to stop it. I couldn't. So their likelihood of, of staying in the religion from which they came is much greater. The differences in what men and women are saying, it just, it blew my mind. I expected, I expected to see what our culture tells us. I expected to see that 95% of the time men said I wanted that abortion and only less than 10%, closer to 5% of the time men said they were the one that wanted it. I think we have such a unique opportunity in our culture with the plethora of healing capacity that already exists and still needs to be developed 
we have that opportunity to take this information that we've gleaned over two years, look at it critically, and then as leaders in this, evaluate how are we addressing the men and women in our culture who are saying that they need help, they need help now, and they don't know where to go for it. It's powerful. When our previous episode, Janine's done the analysis that they're just with men are over 13 million men who, if they had the opportunity for healing, are looking for a healing program. One of the numbers that support after abortion uses, and again, this is really minimal. This is based on the research and based on people that are telling us this. There could be many, many more, but we've been using the number of 22 million Americans, so that includes women, that would be interested in getting help after abortion if they knew where to go for it. I'm going to remind everybody in the women's study, 90% said they didn't know where to go or they mentioned Planned Parenthood. The same thing with men. They didn't necessarily mention Planned Parenthood, but they mentioned other entities which didn't even provide healing. But in both cases, men and women do not know where to get healing. And if we combine those numbers, we believe over 20 million Americans are just ready to to open their hearts and minds to healing if they knew where to go to get it and if it fit their appetite. So we talk about whether it be faith-based or non-faith-based. We talk about the anonymity, the anonymous setting for it. We talk about whether it be done in group or not. We talk about whether it be led with a gospel-based message. In both cases of men and women, clearly the need to determine where that man or woman is to meet them where they are with some kind of options for them for their healing is as important with men as it is for women. And we just can't ignore that. There is no one size fits all and there is no one and done. One of the things I really didn't have a chance to say about the men is we know many men anecdotally from our task force and, and otherwise that have sought healing in a variety of different ways. But unlike the opportunities for women, where we can start with a face-to-face -face opportunity, then move into a gospel-based message or into a retreat, we don't have those opportunity for men. And men, it's not one and done or one size fits all. And for both populations, we really have to take that to heart as we continue to groom our capabilities and our abilities to serve men and women that are, that are wounded and need the opportunity for healing. Janine, I'm just picturing the leaders who are listening to you, and um, I'm going to confidently assume that they are on board with your conclusions. But as leaders, they're, they're doing some self-assessment, and they're saying, you know, there are some gaps in not providing programs for men or limited program, or it's, it's co-ed in nature and should just be men only, for example. You've spoken to many leaders across the country, to those who are listening and watching, what are some steps that leaders could take to start applying the research that you've commissioned? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the pregnancy centers, because I think there, when you talk about the number of pregnancy centers in America, we probably have more of them than we have just about any other entity who's dedicated to some kind of, of prevention of abortion or healing from abortion. Hmm. So as a pregnancy center, what do you have? Do your own inventory. If you don't have something, think about it. If, you, if you're not addressing men in any, any capacity, it's time to reassess that because clearly men are saying in our study and in otherwise. So it's not just 
uh, organized research. Anecdotally, we're realizing that men are being ignored in this process. So number one, I would start with with um, the pregnancy centers. Then it's other other leaders who have healing capability. What about our churches and the like? What how are we equipped and and ready? to address the, the, the magnitude, the numbers are, are, are staggering for those that are not numb to the fact that they've had abortion, but in fact are, are just quiet because they don't know where to go with this pent up demand for something that's so critical to, their, to themselves, both socially, physically, and psychologically. Mm-hmm such an opportunity to make it such a game changer for our, for our culture. Janine, some of the things I'm hearing through support after abortion is pregnancy centers, including us as an organization are partnering with like-minded clinicians and professional counselors who as part of their intake process are asking their patients, have they been impacted by abortion? We believe there's some wonderful collaboration. Um, we believe it's in our vision for 2022 to be offering some certification programs to uh, help professionals uh, who are not necessarily in a pregnancy center also address and be advocates for abortion healing. I'd also just encourage our listeners, um, as a leader, you can contact Support After Abortion. We have a dedicated team what we refer to as healing partners. You want to speak to what we're trying to do with healing partners? Well, certainly looking at leaders in our, in our society, it's, this is support after abortion is not a program among programs. We're a catalyst for change. Our idea is to be a, a, um, to be a catalyst. In fact, for all of those partners and prospective partners that are out there that may not have the capacity to do the, the kinds of things that we're talking about, but want it to come to support after abortion and leverage what we already have, become part of a, of, 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 of a um, virtual conference or become, become part of, a, of things where you can educate those that are in your center. Mm-hmm. And then clearly, as we were talking, Nathan, thank you for um, bringing that up. But even in pregnancy centers, one of the things that I'm hearing is, well, my board doesn't doesn't think that's a good idea. Well, invite your board to listen to these podcasts and these and all the things that we have on our on our website to learn about what really is happening in society today. This is not the this is not the culture that we had 50 years ago. This is 50 years later and the damage that 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 has been created by the impact from abortion and the healing that's necessary is, is such a prerequisite to, to understanding how to be a board member mm-hmm. of any of these uh, entities that we're talking about mm-hmm. today. Janine, thank you so much for sharing how this has impacted you. I'd like to just close with um, one of the key things in our mission statement is we believe that to end the demand for abortion, we need to heal, heal. those who've been impacted by abortion. And so we just invite you to join us in that mission to end the demand by healing those who've been impacted by abortion. Please visit us at supportafterabortion.com. As a leader, you'd like to learn more, click on the tab called Healing Partners, learn how you can be part of our trusted resources. We're also creating a, a wonderful nationwide recommendation and referral tool so that if you are not able to provide abortion healing, we can point you in the right direction to where healing is available. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you for participating in today's broadcast. 
If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, we are here to help and you are not alone. Our trained staff will meet you with compassion and confidentiality simply by visiting us at supportafterabortion.com. There you'll find a confidential phone number and contact us in which our staff are standing by ready to help you and be of assistance.